Welcome back to Dan Dan Critics of Down. My name is Morgan Roberts. And my name is uh, Fitzgerald, Dominic Fitzgerald. Welcome back. I feel, uh, welcome back. I feel, I've actually, I, I, I've got to tell you what, it's been a while since we've recorded. Mm. I'm, I'm, I've got to say, I'm killed, darling. Darling, I'm killed. <clears throat> I am in a puddle on the floor waiting for you to return. <laughs> I see. I don't respect the Cheryl Crow song enough to to play with your game. No, I, you can't. You, I don't like the song that much. It's oh my god, no! Because here's here. This is. I'm so glad we're here. I, I, I I'm. I don't want to be here, but I'm glad that we're here because part of me, like this is the for me. This is the film. This is the largest film to song ratio difference for me. Like because it's one of my top Bond songs. And, and it's one of your one least of favorite my films. Least wow! Favorite films. <laughs> wow! Sheesh! Yeah. And uh, it's gripped yeah, it's huge. I love. I, I just. I don't know Cheryl. I don't um, know how anyone likes the Cheryl when the this far superior KD Lang song is on the credits. You know that those were the two up for the title song, and then for whatever reason they went with Cheryl, so they slapped the KD Lang song on the credits, which I just think that was KD. I should check that out. I need to get into the Katie Lang. Oh, next time you watch the film, just let the credits rock. The dong dong. Ooh, what's a little, what's a little vibe up the spine? Anyway, we're back after so long. We're back after a month hiatus, was it? Yeah. We've been waiting for each other to return. And you, yeah. our dear listeners, have been waiting for this pod to return. And I've got to say it, we have run out of time to do this properly. We're just going to smash out all the bonds. You knew it was coming. You knew yeah. it. <laughs> you I mean, it. Unless, it gets del- <laughs> unless it gets delayed again. Don't say it. Don't say it. It's like saying Macbeth Knock on the every theater. piece of wood in the vicinity. <laughs> Don't. Not allowed. You're not allowed to say it. At this ah. point, it's such a non-entity where I'm like, damn, they really could just, like, it's... It still hasn't yeah. hit me yet that it's actually going to come out in in October. Yeah. It's still like I'm actually maybe I'm going to join one of those Patriots Facebook groups and be like, <laughs> guys, the real conspiracy is that No Time to Die doesn't exist. It's not actually a film. <laughs> it's, it not real. It's, a, it's not real. It's a fake movie. All they filmed <laughs> was those two trailers, and they deceived us. Morgan Roberts signed Morgan Roberts from Australia. Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> which also doesn't exist. <laughs> no, you have to you have to get it. You have to get the special 007 vaccine if you want to see the. Yeah. You get you get the film injected right into you through the jab. Co seven vaccine, That's... the COVID seven. Um, yeah. Look, this this is going to be a pretty short episode. It's like the the the. the the melancholy, melancholy. It's not the melodrama in this film. Mm. It, it, it's a different. It's not a James Bond flavor. Like it just doesn't. I just don't feel this film. I'm not vibing this. I hate. I think this. at least for the first yeah, time. Yeah, but on paper, I'm just like, hang on. But it's got all this. It's got the. It's got like the hallmarks for perfect Bond. It's like you got collab. You got. Um, you know, you got uh, where's she? What's her name again? Bloody Michelle. It is Michelle Yo who plays Yo. Uh, Wei, yeah. Wei Li. Yeah, being all like she's a, another she, spy. So you got a co- collab mm. spy. Um, you yep. got fucking submarines getting taken out by mysterious circumstances. Mm-hmm. Um, you got you got Rupert trope. Murdoch as the villain. 
you've got Rupert Murdoch as, as the villain. <laughs> Actual, actually, Rupert Murdoch is there. See that alone, yeah, that alone is like such a good premise for a Bond film. Like Pitt, especially at the time, you've like, got you've got ninety seven is the right time for that. Because if you do it any yeah, later, it if you do it in like the mid two thousands, or you got you do it now, it, it you could see it coming off as quite trite. But here, it's so perfectly timed and direct yet non direct that it really works on paper. Yeah. But there is something left to be desired about the execution. Yeah, it just and and you know I haven't watched it in a while and I I I so I can't I can't give specific plot like enough specific plot things about why I don't like it. Um but I, can. I, I just don't like I, I there's a few, I mean I've got a list. I got it's you. a list that's long enough. Yeah. It's a list that's long enough, let me say, for a half an hour episode. Um for me, one of the most annoying villain death scenes ever. I just like his the way that he actually develops as a character just gives me the absolute shits. I hate him so much. Um, so, so hang on. So, what do you mean the development as a character? So, from when he reveals the plot, or yeah, it's dig, just dig a little so deeper like, into that. It's just too, look at me, I've got the machinations and I'm making it all work and I'm a smug asshole doing it all from my stealth boat. It's just a fucking, <laughs> I just, I just don't, I don't know. I just, it just doesn't sing for me. I hate it. I hate yeah. it so much. I <sighs> I do think that comes across as an execution thing. Again, let's, because let's talk about Jonathan Price who plays, uh, Rupert Murdoch. I, l- okay, I love yeah, Elliot Carver. And, and, and I gotta say, I gotta say, yeah, Carver. That's his name. I gotta say, Jonathan Price. Like, I really like Jonathan Price. He's got a very a good, good pronunciation act- of Mister Bond. I like yeah, his Mister yeah. Bonds a lot. Yeah, I just don't like. He's just too. He's too. Even for nineteen ninety seven, he's too into the whole thing of him being. It's just not cool. I I just feel like for. A, We've I've really missed a Doctor No style villain for a yeah. little bit here, who's just like, yeah, I'm I'm the fucking I'm the fucking boss, baby. Yeah, I'm Doctor No. I yeah. run the joint. I, I don't have to Every, tell you, like, yeah. yeah, cool. And in the '60s, I guess like there was more of that exposition in him. But in terms of the flavor, in terms of the style of how he goes about mm-hmm. it, he doesn't give he doesn't give a fuck. He doesn't in, really want people no. to know. That he's the boss. Um, no, he's just doing it so that he can be in a successful. I think totally. I think you touched on an interesting point about the type of villain. Where if we look back at the previous, almost all of the previous ones by far, the villain is sort of designed to be just another James Bond, but evil. Like very literally in the last film, but even before yeah, that, you totally. know, Fran Sanchez sees himself as a as a James Bond type. You could argue yeah, soldiers, Koskov. That's only two films ago with Sanchez. So to be fair, we mm. had we had one only two films ago. I just feel like that's an ex- at this point there's still an exception to the rule, and yeah. and yeah. I, I I I'm just aching for for a new for that new type to come in, or when we've got those and it two definitely prongs. yeah, and it definitely seems like he doesn't lean far into the other type. Like you said, like he doesn't he has no physical presence. But he doesn't really have the opposite version either, where he plays as more of a shrill, like, yeah, I'm this, I want to be this puppet master type guy. But then he, like, also, <laughs> he also recoils at the mere physical intervention of James Bond. Because throughout that whole last yeah. action scene on the stealth boat, 
where where Bond and Whaley are really ripping shit. He's just sort of there being ba 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 the 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 stamper Mr. Blonde Muscle number 17, you get him. Um <laughs> yes. the, the weird magician guy who works guy who's for Dakota, not, who I still the stand in the stand in for Dolph Lundgren because it's 97 and he's a bit old now, but not too old, yep. but we didn't couldn't afford him. Yep. Uh, we never have Dolph- been able to afford him. <laughs> Except for that one. T- did oh, you know, we did get did Dolph Lundgren we, we, one time. We did get we Dolph did Lundgren. We did get him one in, time back in the yeah, day. Yeah, in Interview to a Kill. He just plays one of those, uh, he was, plays one of those uh, Kremlin chumps. One of those dudes. Remember, there's that photo shoot of him and um, Grace Jones. Oh. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. Mm. Speaking of um, Grace spe- Jones, <laughs> a.k.a. speaking of Bond women... Was that it? Where were you going to go with the Grace Jones? Oh, I was going to go somewhere else. I was going to. I wasn't going to go. Uh, are you? Are we about to talk about? Are we talk about? Well, no. I just uh, want to know where you were going with your Grace Jones transit. I've. Are we, are we going to talk about Lois and Clark's own Terry Hatcher? No, <laughs> <laughs> because I wasn't initially. Hang on. Let's, let's talk about let's, that in a sec. Well, this is the say, magical thing I've got since the last podcast. <laughs> Speaking of Grace Jones. <laughs> Let's go. Come on. Let's speak about Grace Jones. Go on. What were you going to say? What was your point? Um, no, no. Uh, I think that was just it. Dolph, the, the Dolph Lundgren stand-in. No, I was going to say, speak, speaking of speaking of Dolph Lundgren. Uh, oh, okay. Being ter- Did you ever, are you, have you ever listened to Tofop? Are you a Tofop person? No, I can't say I'm a Tofop aficionado. Tofop there was this aficionado, whole, if you will. There was this whole arc, maybe five or six years ago, where um so Will Anderson used to have I think I don't think he does now but he used to at some point in time he's had an apartment uh right. in LA that he rented right and like I think so Charlie was in LA who's the other yep. person on this podcast and yeah, he yeah, stayed Charlie there because he was you know going over for pilot season and TV work and all yeah. that shit right and yeah. he's like I swear Dolph Lundgren lives in this building and it was this thing that went on for whole weeks of episodes being like no yep. it's a look like no it's not no it's, it's not. not and then it's not like fucking- hey and then it's like no not true not true not true and then it's like episode 200 and something or whatever drops and then it's like so i was in the gym at at uh at your apartment no because will was there for will was will thought yep. is that him at the shops near my house in la <laughs> no it's not it's not it can't be him anyway so charlie's staying there he's at the gym in his apartment building he's like guess who fucking Lives in your apartment building. You were right all along. He just walked into the gym. Dolph Lundgren. Yep. There he is. <laughs> yep. Ivan Drago himself. Yeah. Anyway. So, so can we, can we. <laughs> I love Again. it. I love it. You, you know what? Sometimes when you're a pod foot, we, we come in a little rusty, but the spirit's still there, baby. What's this film we're talking about? Who cares? Can we talk about Tomorrow Terry Never Hatcher? Dies. Uh, 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 Judy Dench is pretty good in this one. <laughs> oh, yeah. She's pretty good in this. Morgan's She's arguing with the 90s crush, Terry Hatcher. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> was she Damn. the one? Who, all right. So her super, so when she played Lois Lane, was that with the Superman that's now a big Trump guy? Is that without, is that the, mm. yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. What's his fucking name? Um, uh, oh, d- uh, Dean? Um, Dean Kane. Dean, yes. Dean, Dean Kane is, is MAGA. He's mega MAGA. Yeah, now a MAGA copium artist. Love that. <laughs> Love that. So that's wild. What a fucking I, I, I really <laughs> love that for him in the nineties. Who do you think? Who do you think out of this film would be a secret? If you found out an actor from this film was secretly a, a Marga Copium artist, who would it be? Would it be the magic, uh, the magician henchman guy? Yeah, maybe. 
I want to break him down so bad because for no, years and years totally and years. Elliot, it's totally Elliot Carver. And he's like a Fox oh, yeah, News yeah, talking yeah, yeah, yeah. head. Literally. He's a Fox News talking head. He's literally like, the Fox News guy. Yeah, literally. Look at, but, look okay, at me, I want to break down this fucking. Look at me being presentable. <laughs> I know. You- look at me being presentable and trying to like, you know, be slick and get in with my bad takes, you know, a.k.a. Ben Shapiro. Like, I'm going to. No. You know Elliot Carver would have funded some InfoWars type shit had yeah. he won this. Had he succeeded in kicking off this big Europe-China war that is the crux of the film. Oh, oh just, man. What do, you think, what do you think Ben Shapiro would have to say about James Bond just as a whole? He's this British spot. He keeps showing up places and he keeps diffusing situations. It's not legal. It's not impressive. And frankly, uh, it's my Ben Shapiro. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's pretty good. He's, he's, a- he's, he's committing war crimes. I'll say he's going uh, for a bit. If he comes into American territory, if he comes into our country, he already has. He is, uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's uh, burnt down uh, San Francisco City Hall. That was him. That was not uh, the uh, industrialist that uh, uh, the blimp exploded over the bay. Uh, you can look that up. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Where were we? Uh, no, no, and you, no, no, no. You know what the video is called? You know what the video is called? What's the video? Ben called? Shapiro. Ben Shapiro destroys 007. <laughs> <laughs> ben Shapiro destroys British. Destroys, destroys British high, undergraduate high school SB undergraduate <laughs> left wing. They keep sending race. these attractive men, and I'm not saying they're sexy, but I I would love to kiss. Him. It's 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 the link the link between the link between James Bond and Critical Race Theory by Ben Shapiro. <laughs> Show Ben. Oh. I heard you. How'd you have a better problem? Anyway, um, um, really again, yeah, Judy don't you keep? No, all right. I want to talk about this fucking card guy because for years and years and years. Look, Bond henchmen, Bond villain henchmen can be strange sometimes. We've seen hat-throwing Japanese wrestler men. We've wow. seen... Korean? Uh, Korean? I don't remember if he was... Doesn't matter. Oh, damn it, that's racist of me. Um, we've seen... Call we've out. seen super high-strung Russian super soldiers. We've seen everybody at this point. But there's something about the fucking card-throwing nuclear scientist what does he say in the exposition he was a free radical at berkeley uh he, he, he stole the encoding device i will say it's a it's a pretty it's a nice enough opening sequence to the film the little the little shootout at the at the uh at the arms like a, like a number of bad bond films in the modern era um mm. that 10 minute opening's pretty good Fa- yeah. Fast forward. The most egregious example of that, as a ratio, as a differential, is 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 coming up in a couple of films' time. But we'll get to yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, this has been more but, than talking about a Bond film that we're not talking about this week. This week, <laughs> every 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 uh, it's every fucking episode. Yeah, we well, can talk about that one later, and then. <laughs> You go. You've got things to say about this. Look, I want to start. I want to let's. If if we're going to do a compliment sandwich, but the middle part is compliments. I want to talk about Michelle Yeoh because she is by far the best new part of the movie. Like, fantastic. The dynamic between her and Pierce, and just like quickly side talking about Pierce. Yeah, Pierce has got it. Pierce is on 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 on. I no saying he's on cruise control is a little too simple. 
it's a good performance still. He's he's gotten a chance to sort of relax into it. The pressure of Goldeneye of coming off this big gap is off. It's been switched out for coming out with like the pressure of this film on all sides production and the content was Goldeneye did a little too well. Like it became the most successful Bond film. So now we have to follow that up. It's become less of a how do we make Bond successful again and more of a how do we keep this successful momentum going? And yeah. you know and that's, that led yeah. to a lot of production issues, the scripts, the 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 locations, the plots, on set fiascos apparently. apparently but really. No. Yeah, not that I nothing nothing I'll talk a little, whatever I know in a bit. But I think the real standout gem of this film is Michelle Yeoh's character as Whaley, the the the, pardon me, the uh, the Chinese agent who is aiding him is not no is not that's the great exclamation point of the film. She's not even trying to help him out just as a character that is introduced to his plot. It really is just like the yin to Bond's yang, where they are on the same case from different ends. And for the first time, like that that plot element isn't entirely new. But this is the time where really they they both sort of have equal footing. Like we're we're watching a lot of from the moment she's introduced her going through all the same things. She's infiltrating Carver's headquarters to find the decoding device. She's um being. I'm trying to think of what happens in between them getting what happens before they get captured and taken to Carver's big building in Hong Kong. Do you remember what happens before no. that in the film? No. <laughs> No. Okay. No. Uh it's after it's after uh spoilers. It's after Terry Hatcher gets fucking unceremoniously in, uh, killed. Another another example of a really bad, really bad murdering women as a plot device in bot. Like I thought we were done with that. I thought we were done with what's no. her name being literally hunted through the forest by dogs. I, I thought know. we were finished <laughs> with that. But here oh. we are yet again. Here we are yet again. You just reminded me of my beautiful little tangent to talk about at the end to do with Moonraker. That's right. The scientist guy, the the fucking, that's that's, that's the guy that killed. No, no, no. And he's like a super masochist. Yeah, Yeah, fuck that guy. Some weird fucking assassin guy (laughs) who just gets sent. I'm so cool. I'm so cool because I'm sneaky because I do it with chemistry. And this whole plot, and this whole plot, yeah, this whole plot is just, the whole plot is just, yeah, Rupert Murdoch is mad that he got cucked by James Bond. Literally. And he's like, you know what? Under your pillow. Yeah, that's a that's a pretty good scene, like just on its own. It is, but it's kind of also like, damn, you did yourself. Like, how did you not think that he would be watching you on the cameras? Yeah, like was that James not blaming her? What? I guess I just no. Actually, sorry, I'm victim blaming. (laughs) But you know, it's like, come on, you can't. We've got to be racist. Victim blaming. (laughs) You know who this guy is? He's maybe. This guy literally owns a stealth boat and manipulates yeah. the world's media by creating news. Yeah. Like, how did you think he wasn't going to fucking yeah. spy on you with a video camera? Like, okay. Come yeah. On. Yeah. Ugh. And like, how, how, how good was that James Bond cock that you had to get out of there for just for that? Just for that. He would have found, he would have broken in to steal the Dakota without it. It was just like, but alas yeah. and alack, like, I have what? remembered what? the scene right what? before they get captured. <laughs> <laughs> the um, scene that happens right before they get captured is um the the return of Jodon Baker playing uh his character from Goldeneye, uh Wade, CIA Andy. Oh, that's uh, right, he's there. Yeah. Yeah. 
he they they do the halo jump and if you remember that scene you remember like the drill sergeant that's telling james bond about the the halo jump intricacies no i should check that, that is again. the same guy who plays and i forget if his real name is sergeant al powell or his character name in aliens is sergeant al powell but that's the same guy from aliens who leads that squad that's cool 1997 it's great. time yeah. i know but back to my original point about Michelle Yeoh, like throughout that whole bit, they both they both go through the. That's the point. He has to halo drop in to go to the wreckage of the the British ship that was destroyed in the opening. She does the same thing. That's how they end up captured by a uh, Carver's men together. And then from that point, it really is just this great action buddy dynamic with like I think is a very. It's one of those relationships where it's like. Despite the fact that internally as a viewer, you know, like, they'll end up together somehow because that's just the era yeah. we're in here. There's yeah, no that sort is of... the era we're in. But the relationship between them, I think, is is this weird, like, it's, 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 a, it's, it's, it's an anomaly of all the other Bond female relationships because it's not really set up in any way, shape, or form, except there's just this, and I think it's purely down to those two acting together, there's this mutual respect that just develops continually throughout the action there's that one little little shower sequence in between the the bike chase sequence and um the sequence in her like secret base where there's a little bit of that that chemistry build up there but it's not like it's not super exploitative or like uh like preachy it just sort of happens yeah he doesn't it's, it's really fascinating i can't Shout yeah to i can't Craig. yo We'll get there. This is it's this this, been Morgan talking about space. Plugging episode. <laughs> maybe that's how we do. Maybe we just start talking about whichever one we want next for the time being. Maybe we just <laughs> cut the water out for the end here. Yeah. Um, we'll just Christopher Nolan. Yeah. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. Come and listen to our podcast, Ex Memento. <laughs> yeah. Well, listen to all the backwards. When the Spectre episode comes out, just start going backwards and they'll make more sense. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. Um, um, but yeah, but I think that thing, is down to those. You go. The thing, yeah, no, yeah, you're right. The thing, <laughs> the thing I don't like about Michelle Yeoh is, uh, no, no, it's not not about her. But there's like she's there, and then like the film almost meta comments of casting a, a woman, an Asian woman, in that role. Yeah, with Jonathan Price's comments at the end when she's like doing her fighting stuff and he like makes yeah. fun of her. I'm like, I hate that scene. He does that. Like that's he very, does that fucking, like, oh, he does this so little, cringe. Oh, oh, oh. he does like some fucking Just, bullshit with his hands. Like he's imitating so martial arts. And it's like, then no, that, I think that as I've gotten older, works more and more because it makes him just more of a fuckhead. Like it comes across to yeah, us I way know. more of a, you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> And I can't wait to see you get fed into a grinder in twenty minutes. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty great. He should have been fed it's, into a grinder straight after that. Like that's. Uh, it's, yeah. That's the that's the thing that always catches me off guard about that grinder sequence. It's like on paper again, it works because it's a. It's you know he's being fed to his own device that he was using to uh to, it's to too create slow. this incident. Like he, yeah, he no, the act, the physical the act out of it sucks. It's like if James Bond just sort of had him to the side and then pushed him right into the blade as it went on, it really is just sort of, he just holds him against the desk and then lets him go. And then he just has this moment to cover his face and go, ah, and then get fed to the machine. And it's like, like, 
no. Yeah. That's not how, that's not how <laughs> yeah. grinders work. I know this. Stand I'm a grinder expert. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to grinder. Um, meanwhile, Stamper, the henchman, gets a gets know. a way better death. He gets he gets like his leg trapped in the rocket that's gonna blow, and then yeah, Bond cool like dad. unzips his cool. thing. Yeah, it's a it's 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 a it's a miracle that that one is the last one to take place because that's the real climactic moment of it. But um, because he but you, when when your villain <laughs> when your main villain isn't a physical threat. No, um, you need a good payoff of their henchmen. That you gotta to have be. one Otherwise, of the better. <laughs> yeah, you gotta have like, one of the know, better big blonde muscle boys. You know, you've got um, you know, you got Sean Bean in the last one who is a physical threat. So hmm. then, then Boris's death has to be a nerdy payoff. So this is kind of a swap on on that. This is true. But yeah, yeah, it's yeah. look. It is. This is a film. This is this is a James Bond film of its yep. time. I think yep. you can. I think. I think I'm being unfair of it. Uh, in, in in perhaps a bit too unfair. I, I think I need to apply the same. I need, I need to view this film now. You know, 24 years on. Yeah. Am I right? Maths right? 24. Yeah, years, 97. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Good um, maths. With the same lens as say viewing something like Thunderball or Honor Majesty's Secret Service, yeah. where sur- surface service where we have where you're like yes, but. Um, <laughs> on, on Her Majesty's Secret Surface is an incredible porn title that has yet to be used. Oh, oh my the, gosh. The, the, the Bond parody, the porn parody of that. That's, that's wow. That is, I'd st- edit that out so that we can sell that off privately so we can make the dollars off that. Don't let it, hey, if hey, you're listening to this hey, right browsers. now and we've left it uncensored, don't steal our idea. We have the proof. We have the recording date. We'll sue you for IP theft after we get sued by Dan Jack and and the Broccoli's. But you know it's a it's going to be a cycle. Brazzers um, DMs are open. I'm pitching this. <laughs> the thing about this film, no. you're right. This I think we I say we as a collective. I guess I want to say Bond fan, but also film discussion in general. We've gotten a little harder on the. We've gotten just continually harder on the Pierce movies as time goes on. It hasn't been like. It's been no, like it the opposite of Roger and Tim. Pardon? Yeah. Yeah. Look, maybe maybe we maybe we need to revisit some of them in ten years. I don't. Yeah, but like, sure I, we'll I want to know why because it's like, I don't like. Obviously, the quality of the films. It's it suffered for the for the reason we're about to talk about to wrap things up. But it's also like there's just there's just something about them. Like the Tim films are objectively good, and I think that has yes. been coming out. The Roger Moore films are a mixed bag, but their entertainment value is coming to the surface. There's something about Brosnan's films, at least this one and the next two that we're gonna well no, the next one we're gonna discuss are the ones that are sort of in the gray area because Goldeneye is generally revered. Die Another Day is generally less revered, both for obvious reasons. But these two are in this weird flux in the middle that purely comes from they have very turbulent productions mm. because they they are so dedicated to staying on this one every two years or these set yeah. schedules where they're so close to shooting and they still don't have scripts locked in, plots have to change, characters are switching out. 
new elements are being added in. They're these big hodgepodges of films Mm. that don't have focus at any point, which is why they lead to these very mixed receptions. Like we're going to discuss next week, The World Is Not Enough, which I know both of us really enjoy. Super. Uh, Absolutely enjoy. Yeah. But I think that this, these two are on the same level because depending on who you ask, you'll get the exact response for either of them. Like there's so many elements that work and don't work. Like even then, I don't hate this one. I watch it casually fairly regularly because I think there's so many great moments in it that are worth sitting through the, the lesser parts that we've discussed. It's so okay. strange. And, I, I'd, and I'd love to love to be able to look at this, like you said, see where we're all at in another 10 years and see if we've yeah. figured out why we're and, responding a certain way. And I think to, 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 to take a really practical view of this is we have to remember, like often people ask, like, why do bad films exist? And you're like, well, why does bad any media exist? Like yeah. people made this, like people invested in this and they wanted to make money and sometimes that works and sometimes that provides high art and other times it's 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 literally uh hey will i make some return on my investment yeah. like that's People, that is i think what we yeah. forget like at a core a core mechanic of yeah. how these things work and you're like cool um and, but you know we still have james bond 24 years later we still yeah. have james bond and another and, thing Hey, and look, another thing maybe is part like, of that is because they kept yeah. making those fucking films every two years. Well, it's just it's just people people still don't realize how fucking hard it is to make a movie. Full stop. Let alone the, a massive James Bond film where there are so many spinning plates, so many different parts in the engine. And if one of those parts of the engines aren't functioning, it's going to affect everything else. And that yeah. really I think is the case for 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 these for this film. And the next week, but it's always a matter of which elements sort of rise to the top, which which cream comes to the top. Mm. Well, anyway, I want to have, <laughs> yeah. You, Did you now? While we're talking, no. Well, I was going to say this is this is not about the film. We've uh, you know we need we need our catch up time. We got very into it at the start. Did you see Black Widow? I haven't seen it yet. No. Have you seen it? Did you get it on I did see, access when you go? To no, film? I saw it. I got to see it in the cinemas. Wow. Um, wow. Yeah. I know. This was this was a week and a half ago, so before the lockdown. But, and the film I, I really liked, which I, I didn't expect to because I, I, Marvel is not my bag, but I think this one is by far the best action spy thriller, just the best flat-out action movie Marvel's ever made. Like, it's... It blows Winter Soldier out of the water. Blows oh, really? Civil That's War a out of the water. That's a yeah. Call. I think I think people who think who Ooh. I think people who think that Winter Soldier is their favorite Marvel film because it is quote unquote gritty and action packed are gonna should watch this and realize that it is a, a better product. But I I got to make that I I should have I should have put my disclaimer. This is my disclaimer going in now because. In the opening of the film, and the film takes place just after Civil War, so she's hanging out after, you know, the Avengers got divorced for no reason. But so she's hiding in, like, Norway. And what do you think Natasha Romanoff does in her spare time? What do you think she does to unwind, enjoy herself? Uh, Like like that 
goat Olympic gold medalist. She like crochets a pocket for something. <laughs> there is a scene in Black Widow when Natasha Romanoff is not only just watching, but quoting no. along word for word. No. no. Why did you break off the encounter with my pet python, Mr. Bond? <laughs> I discovered he had a crush on me. <laughs> she does. She says that. Black Widow features Natasha Romanoff watching Moonraker for what is assumedly not the first time, but one time of many. And that was the first time in any Marvel movie where I thought, oh, this character's just like me. (laughs) (laughs) She does what I do. She's, wow. Just like you. Tune in next week to find out. Dom, Dom next week's going to tell us about all the red in his ledger. Go see Black Widow. Go see Black Widow in cinemas if you can on premiere. No, no, no. Wait until it's don't in cinemas. It on get, premiere. Let, no, no, don't go. let her, don't let them rob Scarlett of her Disney well-earned money. money. Uh, you can find us access. on Twitter. You can find us on Twitter. Send us an email. You can find us on Twitter. Send us yep. an email. Say hello. Um, if you listen to this show, yep. you know, Maybe we should start a Patreon or something. I don't know. For, no. for the two people that listen to this final. No, I don't want to take their money. I want to take uh, their money because I don't want to give them yeah. more content. But speaking of more content, you have your own podcasts. I do have podcasts. I always link them in the show notes every week. I'm actually going to be doing some more episodes as Sydney and Melbourne and everywhere's mm. in fucking lockdown. I've got a bit of extra time. So happy days. Check and them out. Um, and your boy has launched since the last episode his new show where he oh. discusses and interviews oh. with his friends over video games. You can catch us on YouTube if you search The Video Gang. Quite soon you'll hear two familiar voices talking about a certain British secret agent if you aren't already fucking sick of us doing that for the past two years. <laughs> We're going to do it some more. <laughs> My name is Roberts, Morgan Roberts. Fitzgerald, Dominic Fitzgerald. Mm-hmm.